Okay. There we go. All right. So fuck, man. You you just did some physical therapy before you got here. Yeah. So like, I have a I have a personal trainer that I work with. I've been with him for like five or six years now, and we do like three days a week. And today was one of our like heavier days. So feeling pretty bushed, but it was a good sesh, though. Wow. And what did you focus <laughs> on today? Uh, today was. I mean, it's usually a mix of everything. Like we did um a bunch of lower body a bunch of upper body and then we finished with like a high intensity cardio mm-hmm. and that has been on my like i bought a trainer for my bike so i've just been doing that in the sessions and it's like been helping getting my like biking legs back and stuff so that's cool damn you see you're going some serious rehab shit <laughs> i mean yeah it's been it's been a grind but like i like i've been doing this with this guy like i said for five years and like he always wow. kind of pushes me to like he'll watch my edits and like see like ask me what tricks i want to focus on and he'll kind of like tailor my exercises so that i'm stronger with that trick it's pretty fucking sweet the dude's uh the dude's a g for sure is this the the knee doctor guy uh no that's uh so that was my surgeon he's in ottawa which is like five hours from here but this wow. guy is uh um I've, I've tagged him on instagram before his name's trainer in the 416 He's uh, just a personal trainer that my buddy connected me with a few years ago. So. Oh, gotcha. So you, so this isn't just like uh, random physical therapy. This is like your personal trainer type shit, like really looking after what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like um, I have a physio guy, obviously, for post-op shit because it's a bit different, of course, as you know. Oh, really? Um, so I have like I have my surgeon who I talk with every once in a while. Then I have my physio guy who I talk with every couple weeks. And then my trainer, I talked to him like, I mean, I talked to him every day because he, uh, like we started doing this nutrition thing as well. So he kind of like watches everything I eat and like keeps a log of my food so we can monitor my weight and like get me down back to like fighting weight and shit like that. So it's pretty intense, but I mean, I don't know where I'd be without the guy. Right, dude. Is it, I guess a uh, physical trainer is probably a, a costly expense, but worth it. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like, I mean, I've been with him for a while, so he like hooked me up pretty good. But it's mm-hmm. definitely it's not cheap by any yeah. means. But I won't work out other like if I just have myself to like hold accountable, like I won't do fucking anything. <laughs> I just like pay him to make sure that I'm not a fucking stain. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. Like yeah, that. it helps a lot for sure. Well, damn. Where do we start, man? Fucking. Uh... Where do we go back to? I, I really appreciate you sending me those links because I couldn't find some of this stuff and catching oh, yeah, some of the no older shit was like, it's really cool because you can see, you can really see the progression because you have a very unique trick set and ability and it's like you kept leaning into it and it just, it builds up in, into like, you know, some NBD foofanu and street rails to grinds type shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I've been, that's like I started riding trials. Like that was like my, my, my step into like biking in general. Like I was a skateboarder for a long time and then I started riding trials and like, I feel like that's kind of really kind of dictated my pathway. Um, I still obviously like doing a lot of brake shit, a lot of like stall stuff. So it's very, like I would say kind of trials flavored, but mm. yeah, it's definitely where I cut my teeth. So I think it shows like where my riding has been going. Yeah. I I didn't even connect the dots until you said that. I'm like, wow, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hopping, a lot of back wheel bouncing and shit. So, <laughs> dude, it's cool, man. I'm I'm into I it. it. <clears throat> so you grew up in Toronto, or? 
Uh, so I grew up in New Brunswick, uh, which is like an Atlantic province on the East Coast. Um, I was there till I was like 13. And then I moved to Ontario, um, slowly made my way to Toronto. I was born in Toronto, though. I lived there for like two weeks before I left wow. so, or before my parents left, I guess. So I'm technically Torontonian, but I've lived most of my life other places. Wow. So uh, the the way I came, the way our paths crossed, I was in Rochester and I think the food dudes came down and you, you came down with them. It was like Trent. And uh, fucking Kush Plumbing. What's his name now? Oh, God, Greg. Yeah. Greg Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The G. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, so, how did you link up with the Food Dudes? Oh man, I mean, like those guys are Ontario mainstays. Like they're the oh. main crew in Ontario. So, like I've known. I think I met Greg and like Bobby and maybe Orbs at like a contest in fuck. It was a long time ago. It was probably like 2006 or seven. Wow. So yeah, it was like a random contest at, um, I don't know if you've heard of Muskoka Woods. Mm -hmm. It's like a mini Woodward, like a crappy mini Woodward here in Ontario. Um, so yeah, they had a contest and like I rolled out with my buddy from high school and like I kind of met all those dudes there for the first time. And then, yeah, we've just been kicking it ever since um riding as much as possible and kind of hanging out so it's been a it's been a long well known those guys maybe i'm paying too close attention but i did see a Fu man head tube badge and i was like oh man he's definitely down with the food dudes i wasn't sure like yeah oh yeah i mean like we're, we're tight as hell and like obviously with you know as you get older it gets harder to see people all the time but mm -hmm. like yeah i mean every time anytime i see those guys it's like you know it's like we have like we've been hanging out every day for the last however long so like we're super tight for sure and Charlie's from Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah, Charlie's from Buffalo. So he would, maybe that's a question for him, but like, how did, he, I guess he just started coming over to, to Canada and everybody just started meeting up and filming and shit like that, or? Um, I think Charlie met the dudes um, either at, like, through Metros, because I know Charlie would come and, like, ride or watch Metros. Um, I think that was the first time I, I saw him, was he was, like, riding in one. Mm. Um and there was a skate park in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if you remember X Wheels or X Street. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was X Wheels. Mm. Um, yeah. And like, I know, like, that's like 20 minutes over the border for those guys. So they would always go over there in the wintertime as well. Right. I, I think I so, went there once and it was like two weeks before it closed down or something. Something really, really weird. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing place. Like, I remember I would drive three or four hours like every second week to go ride there wow. for like a few hours. So it was like a big deal whenever, you know, and like from like 2009 on. Wow. Yeah, it was sick. That was, a, that was an amazing place. It was like, obviously we didn't have skate parks like that in Canada. So like going there and seeing like, you know, the crazy skate park and like the pro shop and the concession stand they had, I was like, this is cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. It kind of makes good. you feel like you're, you're actually, I don't want to say inside the culture, but like, it's like a place where your, your hobby, your, this shit exists, you know? Yeah, definitely. It was really cool. And like I said, like there was nothing like that up here. And like, I know they had, um, they had like a concert venue and shit there. So like there was a big hardcore scene, like, so, like kind of involved with the skate park as well, which I was super into at the time. So it was like a cool little like cultural center or like a community center for people mm -hmm. who didn't play basketball. So it was sick. Damn. Fuck. And shit, I don't, I don't know if I'm jumping around, but no, no, you've had a bunch of people 
make like uh edit your stuff i think was it trent was in there i saw trent filming at least um a couple other people i'm forgetting their names a second yeah was it, yeah i mean sorry go ahead was it a, like a lot of pressure do you feel like a lot of pressure to film when when you got people coming out uh i mean like i don't not really because like my main thing like i enjoy filming a lot like i love filming clips and like that's kind of how i'm used to riding like go out all day ride mm -hmm. around film as much as you can and then just come home but um i think the main issue out here is like the lack of filmers so like my big thing was always trying to find people to film me mm -hmm. so a lot of my stuff is pretty bro cammy for like the like especially the original stuff like the early stuff um obviously i started working with uh joel fortin a lot more recently he's done like my last two or three edits and like that dude's amazing he's one of my best friends and he's like super close so it's been really good to actually work with like one filmer over mm -hmm. a few projects as opposed to just like whoever's at the session, just like here, shoot, like point this camera at me. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's definitely like, I don't, I don't really feel pressure, but I feel sometimes stressed about finding someone to kind of help me, especially whenever I'm like feeling it. And, you know, it's one of those good seasons where things are kind of rolling. Mm -hmm. I'll feel pressure to kind of like get the clips um, just so I have stuff to show, but, um, actually filming is like something I really love. So I don't ever feel pressure to kind of like clip up, which is good. Hell yeah. And you've been, uh, I mean, once I watched that, like the oldest video you sent me, I was like, this guy has been on pro like for a solid clip of a decade, you've been on some like heavy, big, big shit, like not no nibby shit that I would be doing. So it's like, <laughs> you, like, you were sponsored by McNeil. I guess that it's just like the the name or the brand that's in town, sort of. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, back in the day, McNeil was like a huge deal. And as things progressed and the company kind of changed hands and management, um, things just kind of chilled out a bit. So mm -hmm. um, I rode for them for like two or three years, I think, because I was I rode for Tempac for a long. That was like my first sponsor for volume and demo through Tempac. Oh, cool. So um, whenever volume and demo stopped being distributed by Tempac, then they were like, okay, we want to keep you um, if you want a spot on the McNeil team. And obviously I said yes, because it was like my first pro team and everything like that. So I was stoked. But um, yeah, things just kind of fizzled after a bit. And then um, I rode kind of just whatever for a little bit. And then Jay Rowe from Kink reached out and was like, yo, if you, like, it'd be cool if you wanted to ride some stuff. So that was probably almost six years ago now. So I've been repping King and um, like King frames and stuff since then. And obviously wow. um, Merit parts for probably the closer to a decade, I would say. It's been a minute on Merit stuff. Hell yeah. That's what's up, man. Got any uh, more projects in the works you're allowed to talk about? I mean, right now it's been like, it's so dry just because I've been off my bike for pretty much fuck. I think like the last real clip I filmed that I was stoked on was probably like November of 2021. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's, that's whenever I got hurt. Cause I was like for my last edit that like um, Northern embassy edit, my most mm -hmm. recent one. Yeah. I was filming for that whenever I blew my knee out. So I was kind of like crazy, 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 like just instant stop after like a full season of like pushing myself. So it was like, mm. it's been, it's been a weird little bit. Um, and obviously like, after I hurt myself, I got put on Merit Pro. So it's been like a kind of a bizarre transition for me. Um, I'm just kind of waiting 
to take advantage of the situation or the opportunities that I've been given. And um, yeah, it's just been, I mean, with two surgeries, I can't really expect much, but like, yeah, it's been a fucking slog for the last little bit. And right now the only project is just getting back on my bike. And then, yeah. I mean, me and Joel are going to head to uh, Jersey for a little bit. Um, hang out there and then hopefully yeah, I just travel and hang out with the homies again. It's been too long. Wow. So, so in this, in this, uh, 2021 edit, you were still filming. You were, you had that, that last banger clip and you still kept filming. And then that's when you fell. Like, yeah, so I, I guess filmed, obviously, but yeah, I got filmed that, that like pegs, pegs, um, pretty early in the season actually like i filmed it probably around like june july ish mm -hmm. and um, i mean yeah i'm in shorts in the time so it was like fucking balls hot out that day but um yeah it was early in the summer and i just got lucky and it worked out within a day like i mean that spot um is like three blocks from my house so i would always cruise by it going to the store and i would just fucking stare at it and like <laughs> yeah it, one of these like one of those days i was like all right let's go to the, the the spot and it worked out and the cool thing about that spot is there's two longer rails so it goes like um like nine set eight set and then like that six or seven set or whatever it is so there's like three perfect rails in a line there and i just hit the last one but yeah like that spot is you can't really ask for much more than that like it's absolutely amazing um and yeah like that that worked out super quick so yeah it was mm. it's rare that like you're filming for a project. Well, for me anyway, like I'm filming for a project and I end up actually like getting a banger that I'm stoked on, like not at the the last minute. Usually I'm stressed out trying oh, to think right. of something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, obviously there's a lot of pressure trying to like finish off a video. And like, if you have the, what you consider the banger in the bag already, like it makes the rest of the season so much easier. Mm -hmm. But obviously that, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. And I just got really lucky on this project and yeah, it made like, everything else after that a lot more stress-free just because i was like well you know whatever right. happens like i have this clip that i'm fucking pumped on and that is going to go at the end anyway so right so i if you don't mind i'd like to ask you about the injury and you told me yeah. a little bit about it and, and how it started you were uh trying to do a crook on a rail and got twisted up a little bit yeah exactly so um it was like you know, those like long, like those wider steps, mm -hmm. the ones that are kind of a, like, not like a regular one. Um, yeah. It was like probably like a 12 or 13, um, into like this weird, it was, it was like a kind of packed dirt landing. So in retrospect, thinking about it now, like, I don't even know why the hell I tried it because it wasn't to concrete or asphalt. So <laughs> it's fucking stupid to begin with. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. I just, like, thought I would get, like, a cool, quick, like, filler crook clip. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, like, I just, I was going at it. And there's, like, this big kind of, like, swooping hook into the rail. So I was coming in and I swooped around. And then I was kind of a little bit too leaned when I hopped. So I hit, I landed in the crook. And as soon as I landed, like, my 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 body just went like that. So, obviously, I went over the front end like that. Oh. Um, and I jumped of course, but my seat was a little bit higher. So my back leg caught my seat and I was kind of like, I tilted forward a little bit mm. and then I put my foot down and it rolled, it caught like the last little bit of the step and rolled outwards, like down to the next one. Um, 
And then whenever I, like my foot hit the next step, my leg was hyperextended and it, the impact kind of like bent it in. Um, it was, I've had worse ones like that. Like whenever I tore my ACL, there's funnily enough, there's a clip of that too. And like I land and you can see my whole leg just like bow 45 to the side. It was disgusting, but this one doesn't look as bad, but it like right away, it felt like someone took a sledgehammer to my knee and I knew that something was wrong. So I just like fucking, I just like um, rolled in the dirt for a few minutes, then got up and it was toasted for like that. It was, yeah, it was, I was in my best shape Mm. that I can remember riding wise. And then like all of a sudden it just gone. And I was fucked for after like right out. I didn't ride for probably six months after I did the initial injury. Cause I was doing a fuckload of physio with people in town. Um, they weren't doing shit. They were just like, you know, you go in and they hook you up with machines and they don't really like put you on a plan. Right. Um, so yeah, it was just, fucking around wasting time with different physiotherapists. Um, and then I eventually got an MRI and, uh, they were like, yeah, your meniscus is destroyed. Your cartilage on your femoral condyle destroyed and, um, you're going to need surgery. So at that point I started looking around trying to find what the best option was. So you had knee surgery prior to this though? When you yeah, t- I've had three in total. Oh wow. So this is, this most recent one was your third. Yeah, on the same knee. All this is on the same knee. Yeah, my left one. It's uh, not what it used to be. Holy shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's Damn. it's rough, but like mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. And like my joints aren't great anyway. Like I've had my shoulder rebuilt. Um, both of them pop, used to pop out all the time. Um, my wrist, my ankles—they're all obviously like any BMX, so they're all fucked. But like. <laughs> My knee and shoulder particularly are just thrashed. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it, it could be worse, you know, like obviously I'm, I'm thankful for the things that I have done and will continue to do. But like, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been it's been fucking rough, especially this last little bit, like just trying to grind through and be positive and all that shit that you have to do after an injury. Mm-hmm. Big time. I mean, especially when you're you're used to riding at a certain skill level. And yeah, definitely. I uh, I messed up my knee in 2020 during quarantine doing the simplest, dumbest thing. I was trying to pegs pegs one, like pegs soft one. Okay. Landed 90. Didn't even like, basically a pegs soft one is pretty easy for me. Uh, one of the few tricks that my basic ass can do like all the time. Come on now, you strad. <laughs> On on a very baby scale, maybe, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I was trying to do it and I kept not getting it, and it was like gonna be the only thing I did that day, and I just wanted something to chew on when I go home and feel like I did something, and it wasn't working, and I just kept landing sideways, and the one time I landed sideways and I didn't take my feet off because I was just being a prick, and I was like, no, I'm gonna pedal away from this because I don't know, big. <laughs> wrong wrong i wrong energy to bring into that because what happened is i guess i side loaded my knee and then when i went to go mm-hmm. pedal right after that like i screamed out of pain like uncontrollably screamed like i don't i don't fucking just scream out of nowhere and i was like all right guys i can't pedal i'm gonna have to walk home we weren't we weren't closed either i was like Fuck. so i kind of like scooted my ass all the way home 
And did it swell a lot? No, it it looked normal as shit. Like there was like, that's what I'm saying. It was like such a baby thing. But then later on, I went to go like run up this my stoop at my house. It was like a two little two stair thing, you know. I went to go just run up it, and as soon as that knee got in front of that toe, I almost fucking fell like face first into the door. Like my knee, everything just gave out. Fuck man, that's brutal. Did you get your meniscus checked? I haven't. I I I. I went to the doctors and so far um they just prescribed me physical therapy. We didn't mm. do any did x-rays but they didn't do any MRIs. But whatever's fucked is like as soon as it happens it's like absolutely no gas is in there. Mm. It doesn't work like you can't even put power through it. Right. As soon as that 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 tinge of pain happens it's like nope. It just feels like my mm. whole my whole shit just broke or something. But so I went and got a whole bunch of stuff checked out this year. And I ended up getting an MRI on my hip. Right. right I did. Right. I got the physical therapy on the knees, but I got the MRI on the hip, but I had already been doing the physical therapy on the knees. And then after I got the MRI on the hip, they're like, yeah, yeah, you got some shit going on. Uh, we're going to prescribe you some physical therapy for that. And there's a lot of other things you can do down the road if we you see see a, uh, a way to do that. But I had gotten my bill for my physical therapy for my knees, and I was like, yo, I don't even feel that much better from this shit, and it's like this much? I, I'm not doing it for the hip. I'm just going to go YouTube my ass. and Dude, I mean, that's half of it. Like, if you know the area, like, it's so much easier to just, not saying like physical therapists aren't worth their weight in gold, but like there's so many of them out there that just treat it like a fucking job. Yeah, and also exactly. they think what we do is stupid and not worth like fixing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some medical professionals are like weird about like aggressive sports like that. They think it's a waste of time, but yeah, I mean like it's fucking so expensive and like going twice, three times a week, like they, like they prescribe. It's like, I can't, like I can't afford this and do other stuff. Like it's so expensive. Yeah. Especially when it's not like immediately or like, like even like obviously working. Like one of the things, yeah. um, your guy, stable knees, I saw him post was about like open and versus closed, um, movements. Oh, chain exercises. Yeah. And I was, cause one of the physical therapy things I was doing was exactly that. The open thing where like you're lifting your legs, like locking your right. thigh and lifting your legs. And I'm like, I can't quite tell if this is doing anything or not. And then I was like, well, I do do this other stuff where I, my feet are on the ground. I'm like, maybe I should just keep, keep doing that shit. Cause it's like, it feels more obvious that it's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it feels like that's half of it too. Like if it feels better and you're feeling better after it, then it's going to make you more apt to do them anyway. And then you'll just get stronger that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, for everybody it's different. And like, um, but yeah, that like stable knees, like Dr. Rayner, he's a, fucking he's a g and he knows he knows stuff too and it's like he's really cool about being realistic like mm-hmm. he never once said like you know it's time to find a new hobby or like you're getting too old for this or whatever the fuck other doctors say he's just like all right well this is what you want to do we're going to get you back to doing that you might need a knee replacement in 15 years but we'll deal with that later so yeah 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 exactly and 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 did you have to go through a, a couple doctors till you got to people that were like on the same wavelength as you um stupidly enough like my buddy uh, i don't know if you know ryan ellis he rides like federal um Sounds he's familiar. like a 
he's an amazing writer. He's from Sudbury up here. Um, but he had uh, Dr. Rayner take care of his ankle. I think it was like peak COVID. So it took forever just because of obviously COVID. But like, yeah, he mm-hmm. had a really good experience with him and he kind of referred me. Um, so I just sent Dr. Rayner a quick message on Instagram of all things. Like I just DM'd him. <laughs> which is something I've never done before. Like just DM the surgeon to be like, yo, I need fucking help. <laughs> but uh, it worked out. He, he responded to me and he was just like, hell yeah, like call my office. We'll get you set up with something. And um, it took, it took a little bit as these things do. Um, it was kind of a slow process, but that's just, you know, it's not his fault at all. It's just the system that we have. So um, I went to Ottawa to meet with him once and then I signed all the paperwork, uh, like the, surgery consent and everything mm-hmm. um and then things got a little bit busy on his end and um i was looking to kind of get back for 2022 season so um i went to my family doctor and she kind of set me up with someone who was local and he did the the first so the second knee procedure um that was like may of last year um and that was just like uh, a meniscus removal so I just went in and cleaned up and took out the torn meniscus um I was only out for six weeks but coming back like rehab after that was a fucking nightmare and like like I said I bounced around to a bunch of different physiotherapists and I couldn't find someone who was willing to like really help me get to where I wanted to be so I feel like the combination of like the wrong surgery and then the wrong rehab like really fucked my season last year um so that surgery wasn't yeah. the right one, the removing it, I, the meniscus. I mean, I'm sure it helped, but I should have just gone for the the more invasive one first. Oh, gotcha. Um, the the first one was like, um, like I, I my dad's a surgeon, so I talked to him about it, and I was like, "What do you think about these two procedures?" And he was like, "It's always good to try the less invasive option um, first mm. to see if you know that'll fix it." And you can kind of get away with not having a fucking giant hole in your knee. But um, so I tried it. Didn't end up working. Um, it just felt like shit. I, I think I mentioned like I got one clip that I'm stuck on last year. Mm. And uh, luckily, my my knee just held up for that day. But um, before and after that, like I was just I would ride for a day and then I would feel like shit for a week. And then my knee would kind of feel a little bit better. And then it was just like up and down and up and down. So I like, I got zero fucking momentum going last year. Um, And then, yeah, like I had kind of decided that I was not going to go with Dr. Rayner after having the surgery already. Um, But it was really lucky. They kind of reached out and were like, uh, oh, we're just reaching out to see if um, you want to schedule your procedure. And I was like, oh, I thought I, because I had called his office to be like, um, I'm going to go with this less invasive one to see how it goes. And I'll call you guys if I need you. Mm-hmm. But I guess some, some wires got crossed and um, they didn't make a note of that. So she called me to schedule it. And I was like, fuck, I'll just talk to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked to him and he was like, listen, like, I understand that you just had this done, but your knee's not getting any better. And it needs to have this taken care of before you need a full blown knee replacement. Wow. So I was, I was like, fuck, I guess I'll give it a go. And, uh, he got me in super, super fast. Like, I think our phone call was in like late November and he got me in under, in under, he got me into the OR in under two months. So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to do this. 
get it out of the way in in January and then just heal for the winter and come back strong for like April or May. So we're kind of getting there now. Wow. So sorry, that was a lot of a lot of talking. <laughs> no, man, this I'm soaking this up because I feel like I'm I'm on the cusp of having to do some similar type shit because mm-hmm. I'm going to try and knees over toes guide as much as I can. But yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I don't know where to I don't know where I'm really at with things. But mm-hmm. when you fr- had your very first knee surgery, I'm just kind of, I'm mad curious about how strong it feels after it goes well. Like, mm. what, this is the thing with like major, um, like procedures like this is like every single day that I wake up now, like I may have gotten to like a milestone, like in terms of like knee flexion or extension or strengthening, like I might've hit a milestone the day before, mm-hmm. but as soon as I hit that milestone, it's like, all right, up to the next level. And then we just rip a scab off again, basically. So it never feels like it's, there's not like one particular moment where you're like, Oh, sick. I'm back. Like it feels amazing. Right. Like it just okay. it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And then you slowly get back to riding and keep sucking, keep sucking, keep sucking. And then one day you're just like sitting on your bike sessioning and you're like, Oh fuck. Like it doesn't really feel that bad anymore. Yeah. And like, it just happens and you're like, Oh fuck, I'm back. Cool. <laughs> I've, I've noticed this just a tiny bit cause we have an indoor bike oh, and I, I started doing like the, the thing where you step on this step on the step and you like let your foot hang down, you know, and you press up. Oh, okay. Like calf raises or the like shin pumps the other way. Where like you, you, uh, I don't know how to do it, dude. Like <laughs> you step, you have one foot oh, on the stair right, right, and you right, let okay, your yeah. leg go down you press up like a one legged press almost. Right. Yeah. I was doing those and then I was going on the indoor bike backwards. I would, I would play call of duty like on the, <laughs> on the iPad, dude. It's, it's a fucking great thing. Cause it's almost like BMX, but like, <laughs> that's sick. I'll go forwards for like five minutes and then I'll try and go backwards for like 10 to 15 minutes. And I, I noticed that if I had the pressure too high, I will get that tinge in my knee. And once sometimes I can work through the pain, but from what I've heard, it sounds like you're really not supposed to work through the pain. You're, you're really supposed to dial it back at that point. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's like finding that cause for us, obviously like our, idea of pain is much different than like a 60 year old man. So like our idea of pain is pretty high and like learning to figure out the difference between discomfort and pain is like something I'm working on still. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm just being a bitch and like this shouldn't hurt or like if this is like an actual problem and I shouldn't push through it. Cause normally I just say, fuck it, just push through it. Cause you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah, apparently, like, it's, I mean, of course, it's not good, but, like, yeah, like, those really acute, specific pains, like, I'm assuming you felt kind of the same as I did, where, like, there was a point where you were bending your knee, and it would kind of just, like, either lock or give out, like, yeah. there was just a spot where it just fucked off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was the same way, and, like, I would hit that spot a lot, especially with, like, lunges, mm-hmm. um, with my, like, my shit leg in the back, or I guess I shouldn't say shit, like, my left leg in the back, Um like I would feel that spot like crazy. And for like three months, I tried to push through that, like before this last surgery. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was one of those things that would kind of, I'd be feeling good for a bit. And then I'd be fucked for a week. Cause I did something like that and it Uh-oh. didn't really hurt at the time. Or like, it wasn't something that like put me on the ground, but it was like, 
that flash of like sharp pain as opposed to like that like dull achy feeling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a learning process all the time, and like you just have to kind of listen to things. But if you're like this kind of fucking sucks, like it's, you should probably not do it. Yeah, but. and and that's what I noticed the the this past week actually. I was on the bike, and I was like, huh. I have the tension turned up and it, it, it feels good. Like, cause it's so, it's so crazy how quick you can go back to taking your knees for granted. Like as soon as they feel good, you're like, what fucking problem are you talking about? And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh it's shit. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you forget. Yeah. Hell yeah. It happens. I mean, cause like it's comfortable and it's nice. Like right. that's how, like, you know, we had so many years of our bodies working right. And obviously recently they're not cooperating, but like, as soon as you feel that comfort, it's so it's like whenever spring hits and like it's the first plus 10 day you're like oh fuck i'm on tank top i don't give a shit yeah yeah like if you get comfortable with it so fast and it's like such a nice feeling when you realize that like you you know six months ago you were beat to shit and now you actually feel good mm-hmm. it's such a nice feeling I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure damn that's sick especially because you got like a trainer to kind of help keep you on point yeah yeah he he kicks my ass all the time and like I get pissed sometimes because, like, I have a really bad diet and, mm. like, I put on a shitload of weight after I got hurt because I'm not fucking doing anything. So <laughs> he's been, like, been, like, wagging his finger at me about that. Sometimes I get pissed, but then I'm like, no, this is what I want. Like, I don't want to eat the chocolate bar right now. <laughs> yeah. So, Damn. you know, he's, he's, he's a bomb, man. I don't know where I'd be without that good. Wow. And uh, how long did the surgery, uh, the most recent surgery, take? Was it like something you had to be uh, asleep for and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. I was. I think the actual procedure itself took like an hour, but um, it was an open procedure. So he had my, like, I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but like, yeah, like my, I have like this giant scar, and it like goes all the way up like to the top of my knee. And like, and funnily enough, again afterwards, like after the procedure was done, he sent me like he DM'd me pictures of my knee, like inside oh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just open my Instagram and it's just like flat, like just blood and like my knee just sitting there. And um, it was, I was stoked because like, I, like I was just, it was cool to kind of have that line of communication with your surgeon. And like, yeah. I, like I asked him questions and he kind of showed me where the destroyed area was. And like, he showed me like how he put the cap in and everything. So it was, it was really cool to see that. But yeah, like the procedure itself was like really messy and like I had like 30 staples and shit. So yeah, it was it was really gross. Just because he needed to like get right in there, and like I think the the implant is like that big, so it's like two and a half centimeters or something, or like two centimeters. So What's the implant? Could, is the implant like the new meniscus? Well, it's like um, my meniscus was like fixed in the the last surgery. Like they just kind of trimmed it, um, trimmed all the like the ripped stuff out. But the main, I think the main issue that I have is like the the cartilage on the bottom of my femur um, where it like sits into the meniscus Mm -hmm. um, that was absolutely destroyed. And obviously, you know, doing a meniscus trim isn't going to really help that and it won't ever grow back because fuck me. Why would cartilage grow back? Um, So yeah, he like basically cut like a hole into my, the bottom of my femur and screwed in this cap that replaces the destroyed um, cartilage on the bottom of my femur. So now it sits, instead of sitting on that like really fucked up area, it sits on this little 
um, implant that like my knee sits like that and the implant is just replacing the bone. Wow. <laughs> it's, oh. it's insane, man. Like he was, he had to call the, the rep for the company that makes the implants to come give him like a kit with all the different sizes. Cause he was like, I have no idea how big this is going to be. So I guess the rep had to come and like bring him different sizes so he could like have all of them to do the procedure. It was crazy. Yo, I used to work <laughs> at a exhibits company and we did a uh, trade shows and shit. And one of our customers was this company that would had like all kinds of, of stuff. It looked like mountain bike parts, but it, realistically it was stuff to get screwed in the bone. It's like got torque oh, screws yeah. and it's like anodized crazy colors and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. All kinds of yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Sounds it's similar. like anything. Like if you ever worked at a bike shop, like, like seeing all the tools and the new parts and shit, like there's all of that for, especially orthopedic surgeons, man, they love their like little gadgets and gizmos and shit. So that stuff's really cool too. Like all the, cool little ways that they implant things and secure them. And like, it's, it's a bunch of really cool tech and I'm sure a lot of it could be applied to like actual bike parts. Mm. Kind of cool. But yeah, that, that, that industry is fucking crazy. So are so you're still in recovery at this point? Yeah, I'm like in the, I don't, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I want to say final stages. Um, it'll be three months on april 11th and i have a meeting with my surgeon on the 5th i think to decide or like to kind of check in and see when i can get back on my bike so i'm hoping he kind of gives me the okay to slowly ease back into things before the end of uh the end of april right on do you think you're gonna have to wear like a knee pad or anything yeah, I'll have to, like, I have a, a couple custom braces, so I'm going to have to wear one of those probably for the rest of my riding career, um, just because I don't want this shit to happen again. So if I can just wear a brace and avoid, like, a year off, then fuck it, it's worth it. So so what does the brace do? Does it just keep it from side-loading? Well, there's a, so the one I have is, like, it's called a, it's called an unloader, which basically one of the hinges kind of pushes either your medial or lateral side in or out, and then it'll kind of gap the other side um, that, so say if it's pushing on the inside, it'll gap the outside of your knee so that um, the inside meniscus is taking more of the the impact and everything because there's literally a physical space between the other side. So it's, um, they're uncomfortable as hell. I usually just go for like an ACL brace which mm-hmm. is like, it just locks your knee down and it doesn't give you any of those, like any of those instability points. Like you can't twist, you can't um, bow it to the side, which is how I've hurt my knee both times is like a outside impact into it. Mm-hmm. So I think my, my best bet is to just have like a reinforced knee so that it doesn't flex those ways. And then I won't hurt the things that are, are hurt because they won't get hit. So that's kind of my, my thought process with that. And I mean, like having that rigidity is just like, it, it helps a lot, especially when your muscles aren't as strong yet. So like until I, or I mean, not until I, but, um, whenever my leg kind of gets stronger, I'll maybe kind of take it off for like chill sessions at the park or whatever, but like any kind of handrail type shit, like it's gotta be on there for sure. Wow. Right on. Fuck. <laughs> it's a dirty business. That's for sure. Is that similar? That's probably real similar to, uh, uh, like that one that Mike Mastroni would ride in. I don't know if he still does do that, but 
I reckon I remember it like it was yesterday for some reason, like that curve wall fence ride he did that one time and he had the brace. Oh on. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be like a similar thing. And like I know like Adam Banton and I think Nyquist they ride for like CTI, which is another like custom knee brace company. Oh shit, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like um there's a bunch of dudes who have them, but yeah, they're uh they're they help a lot for sure. They're annoying, obviously, like because it's pretty involved contraption, but like I said, it's better than getting the shit kicked out of you for a year. So Yeah, and, and like you still get to do what you enjoy doing because like I've we bought a house and I, I gained forty pounds in the first year of having the house and yeah, feel that fell off riding like was riding still, but like not much. And fuck, where was I going with this? Um Oh, like trying to find like hobbies and interests outside of it and like yeah sometimes you don't know that you the reason you're jammed up or maybe in a bad mood is because you haven't been riding because it's like at this point i'm like i'm 36 i'm i'm not necessarily embarrassed about riding bmx but it's like nobody understands it so it's like you almost start to not understand it because nobody else around you understands it so you're like Mm -hmm. shouldn't i be like, why am I in such a bad mood? I'm like, oh, I didn't do any 180s for like the past month or something, you know, like something random. Yeah, definitely. Because there's like something about it, like, like it's control and it's, you know, interest and creativity. There's like so many facets going on. Like, yeah, it's a huge outlet, like emotionally, physically, mentally. Like, it's just like I, I had the same issue. Like I was trying to kind of find something to fill my time with over the last little bit and like we bought a house too. So like, I was kind of like, I got into like doing renos and like just house shit like that. And it kind of ate up a little bit of time, but nothing really scratches the itch, like riding, like nothing. Yeah. I can't think of anything else, like just laying in bed at night and like increase my heart rate, like just by thinking about doing something (laughs) other than riding. So (laughs) yeah, until I find that other drug, like I'm, I'm fucked. Like I'm riding until I can't walk anymore. Like it just, it's the only way I can stay sane. And, and like one of my favorite parts about it is like you you can't it's not something you can buy like you have no. like you're teaching yourself in a way like you got a little bit of help from friends like hey try this try that but like you're kind of teaching yourself everything yeah 100 percent. and there's no real like there's no real rules like you can learn a trick like you can have the same trick look 20 different ways on 20 different riders so it's like you can kind of like you just get the basic idea of it and then just do whatever the fuck you want and people are stoked yeah absolutely that's a cool thing for sure and i wanted to touch base on this a little bit uh when i googled your name i i think your linkedin profile came up i i saw that oh, you... fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. um oh, that's too bad i was just curious about how you got in how you got into your profession and shit like that as well yeah yeah definitely um uh i was like working i worked at a bike shop since i was like 13 or 14 um like random different shops all over ontario and like i thought for the longest time that that kind of would just be what i did for the rest of my life because i I was happy Mm -hmm. and i didn't really need anything more at the time but you know i was like early mid-20s so like you don't give a fuck about anything back then (laughs) i was just like living like a dirt bag like you know riding and working on bikes and stuff and partying but um then funnily enough like i met my wife who's now my wife like uh, my girl at the time and like um her parents 
were kind of like, oh, you work at a bike shop. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I guess, you know, I am like 25, 26 now, so it might be time to like look at something different. And then um, I have a bunch of buddies who work in like advertising. Um, mm-hmm. So they kind of suggested that I look into like, um, like developing or, you know, programming or stuff like that. So I did, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And um, I was looking for a job this is really funny and people would think it's stupid, but like I was looking for a job that would allow me to ride as much as I can and it wouldn't need any of my body. So I could focus 100% on riding. Mm. So like I realized that, you know, if you work at a desk um, five days a week, you can go out, go nuts on the weekend and then you can get paid to heal during the week whenever (laughs) you're just sitting at a desk. And I was like, I I can't ask for anything more. So I like just went, full hell into it and it ended up working out i've worked at a couple different companies now and i've been at this one for five years and it's pretty fucking sweet um i have my own team now um i kind of work whenever i need to like i work from home full time now so it's been like it's just as far as a riding position goes like i can't ask for anything more so it's, Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing it worked out really well that's sick. Did you have to go to school or was it more like just self-taught and learn a couple things and you will just gain the knowledge on the, on the field kind of thing? Uh, I went to like, they have these like developer boot camps, they call them. Um, mm-hmm. I went to this one. It was for two months, um, like nine to five, Monday to Friday. So like I quit my job and I just did that for two months full time. And I got really, really lucky. One of the dudes who actually works at, um, the ad agencies I was talking about, he, uh, they needed some freelance work done. So he helped me get in the door there. And then the rest is kind of history. Um, a lot of it is on the job learning though. Like, right. you know, obviously you can go to school for like computer sciences and all that shit and like have a diploma, but I didn't do that. <laughs> nice. You, you kind of fast tracked it in a way. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked out really well. And like I said, I like it. So it was kind of easier to, jump into it a little bit deeper than like any other job. So yeah, everything kind of the stars aligned and I got the job that allowed me to ride more. So I, I have an idea for uh, an app or whatever, and I want to, okay, I want to speak it into existence, but maybe you can help point it in a, into okay. a direction. But um, yeah, so I, I fuck with the Apple watch and I noticed that it's terrible with tracking like a bike. Like I, it, you, it doesn't track BMX. It just doesn't. Really? Okay. Like, like uh, if I say I'm doing an outdoor bike ride, it's like, and I go and I actually try like riding and sweating and shit, it'll be like, oh, you kind of did stuff. But if I click and tell it I did an other workout, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, you definitely fucking burned some calories. That's so random. You think it would just take it from your like pulse or your like temperature or something and not like the actual activity. It's some kind of weird algorithm shit, but, but I was thinking like, okay, like I, what could I, what's a metric that would be fun to track as you're riding BMX? And I, I was thinking like, and what would be like an obvious, like you feel the watch, the watch feels you do something. Cause it's like, you, it probably couldn't pick up a manual. Right. Right. Yeah. But a bunny hop, it might be able to pick up. That sounds like a motion that could be added to an algorithm type thing. Yeah, definitely. Like how many like feet you hopped that day or something? That'd be tight. <laughs> like I'm thinking like a bunny hop counter. Like how many bunnies did you do today? Like Oh man, I wouldn't want to see some of those though. Like after <laughs> like a hard day of filming, it's like six hundred and forty seven. You're like, Fuck. Right. 
Yeah, because like when I when I fell off and got really out of shape, and I started riding the little Sabrosa rail I got, it felt I was like, you know, from I went from not riding that much to like probably a half hour session on the rail, and then like later that night I was like it felt like I was doing bench presses all day, but realistically it was just a couple bunny hops. Like, yeah, I mean they're pretty involved, man. Like if you think about the mechanics of like a bunny hop, like there's so much like technique and like so many weird muscles are working to like, especially whenever you're trying to hop over something that's like over a foot high, like that shit is intense, man. And like, where else would you get that work unless you're like targeting those muscles? Like where else would you get that kind of work like in any other exercise? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like I'm, I'm at this weird stage where like today I could have at lunch break, I could have, uh, I work from home as well. And, uh, I was like, I could do some physical therapy Cause I have like this whole circuit of like trying to help out all of my joints or I could go oh, to good. the local DIY and just pump around a little bit. And it's like, well, I'm, I, I know I'm going to burn more calories and I'm going to focus on groups that I really want to use anyway. So it's like, but I do know that preventative maintenance is important. So I better do that either later today or make sure I hit that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's never enough time in the day. <laughs> like thinking about like all the, like you see all those videos and they're like, 10 minute shoulder mobility work or like 10 minute knee. And I'm like 10 minutes times like fucking 20 different joints. Like I'm, this is my full time job. I'm just limbering up the whole fucking day. (laughs) Yo, for real people do it. Exactly. It's like, if I do all the physical therapy on all of my joints, it's like 45 minutes, just that before even doing any kind of like real shit. But yeah, it's, uh, it takes forever. I mean, like my physio work now involved, like I have to like passively stretch and like all this other stuff that takes up time. But like in the morning, like it's probably an hour. Um, and then there's like a 20 minute ride at lunch or after work. And then I do, sometimes I'll do like another strengthening specific um, workout that's, that's every two days. Mm. And then after that, I have to do um, 20 minutes or in total a day I do 40 minutes of like passive stretching. So basically you'll just put your leg up on, like you'll sit on a chair and put your heel up on another chair and then add the weight. So it stretches your knee straight. Mm. Um, so I'll do that for like two times, 20 minutes a day. Um, and then I also have to do like this muscle stim thing, um, to reduce swelling. So like I'm doing physio specific shit for, you know, three to four hours a day usually. Wow it's fucking intense and like i hope it pays off but i mean like again what else am i gonna do like i'm just sitting at home and i can't ride so i might as well just work on this shit but yeah it's long on the tooth man it gets really frustrating and this is one joint (laughs) one joint (laughs) it's crazy but i mean it is what it is better than you know i'd rather do this for 100 more years and and ride than not not be able to ride you know so absolutely so so can you code? Can you code a, a thing so they can track the bunnies? I can try my best. It's a. I definitely do more of like the make shit look pretty type stuff. Oh, cool! But, Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's nice because like I can help friends with like websites and and um like I just built my sister a website for her uh, nutrition business and like I'm gonna work on one for my wife soon and it's just nice to kind of be able to hook people up with like really simple website pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. I do want to kind of start focusing or like learning more about kind of like data and algorithms and applications and stuff like that. But, you know, again, it's like 
plumbing versus carpentry. Mm-hmm. Like they're both construction, but they're two pretty different things. So I might have to go back to school or something for that. I don't know. Yo, so uh, we could cut this out if you want, but how do you feel about the the algorithmic uh, chat GPTs and mid journeys and all that shit? Uh, I mean, like they're cool. Um, from like a fucking sci-fi nerd perspective, they're terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. And also from like a tech worker, they're kind of scary because I'm not sure when the you know the pin will drop and I'll be replaced by just AI. Yo, but for real, I feel the same I think way. That's been but a while off. yeah, there's a. Do you, do you work in tech as well, or I do graphic design, but oh, okay, sick. At, at my job, it it's pretty much like, oh, hey, you're on a computer. Try this, like. You know, of course. <laughs> the graphic designer is like the Swiss army knife of, of the organization, typically, you know, like whatever yeah, nobody else wants contractor. to do. Yeah, general contractor. Especially because there's yeah. not that many people in the business, in, in the company itself that are educated on, on that stuff. So you, you end up being like a, the bucket where, where it all goes. The but, IT guy, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing worse than that i'm like like i get requests like that sometimes and i'm like yo there's like a whole team of people who do this like you don't need to come to me for this like, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> right. but i mean what do you do <laughs> i follow this this guy on twitter who's like purposely trying to develop a, an app completely with ai and like well not ai but like chat gpt and a couple other things not chat gpt gpt4 so i don't know if it really matters to clarify that but things are escalating quickly in that department. And the app was to recommend him five movies. And like it, the way it all worked out, it like everything he did was basically a prompt, even to the point of like writing the code. And then there's something you have to do when you submit it to the app store. (laughs) So and like, he keeps updating the thread, like, guys i just submitted to the store let's see if it works and i dm'd him i'm like yo can you help me figure out how to count bunny hops <laughs> <laughs> you're just putting tentacles out everywhere right? <laughs> dude i want to count bunnies dude because i don't i don't yeah. i'm not gonna do that in my head that shit's gonna be annoying oh my god you need a notepad for that it would yeah. fucking it would be such a buzzkill on a session exactly i don't want to actually count them i just want to look down afterwards and be like oh cool you know yeah yeah it's sick like i know strava like if you put your Strava on during a street ride and like even just realizing how much ground you cover riding around or like riding the same spot for like three hours, like just kilometers and kilometers of moving. And like, you don't think about it like that cause you're just sessioning, but like you hit four or five spots in the city and you pedal to all of them, like easily clear, like 50, 60 K a day. And like realizing how much like physical energy and exercise goes into just like riding for the day is crazy. Yeah. It's a really cool feeling to see that. It's like, oh shit, this hobby is actually really kind of healthy, you know? Yeah, it's super healthy. Like, I mean, like, aside from like, I don't know, road riding, I don't know what, what other one would be better, you know? Like, it's just, it's full body it's cycling, which is in and of itself, like a really good, I mean, I guess our kind of cycling isn't very low impact, but cycling, mm-hmm. like pedaling is low impact technically. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's really cool. And like, I always say, like, if I fell in love with anything other than riding, like, I would just be a fat piece of shit. Like, I'd be 500 pounds by now. Like, I'm so grateful that what I love is really, really physical. Yo, 
that's my biggest fear is getting so big that they have to cut the house down to get me. <laughs> you got a long way, man. <laughs> Yo. Happens fucking quick though, dude. Like, yeah. like it fucking happens fast. It really does. I, I know I've been keeping, so I gained, I gained that 40 pounds, like the first year we had the house. And then the second year I was like, got to reel it in, you know? Yeah. And I watched my weight go all the way back down. Like, holy shit. I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, but like, oh, so like once I got down, like, uh, we'll have like a holiday, a birthday, and then some other family function. And then, you know, enough pasta and booze and you're back, yep. you're back up a couple pounds. It's like, holy Dude, Christmas, shit. like Christmas, New Year's, like fucked my progress so hard. And I like, I was still relatively conservative with what I was eating, but like just not paying attention and eating whenever you want. Like it, I know it fucked me up super bad. And like, yeah, I was the same way. I had yeah. like 40 or 50 pounds on after the surgery, got it all down. And then I was where I wanted to be before Christmas. After Christmas, I was like, fuck 10 pounds. Where did that come from? <laughs> but <laughs> like, it, it also can dis like probably, it probably a lot depends a lot on the person, but it, for me, it feels like it can almost go away as quick as it comes on as well. I need a little bit of that this way. Send it over. <laughs> Mine's been hanging on for dear life right now. Yeah. I mean, I got I got to give myself a bit of credit. I did have knee surgery over the past three months, but like, yeah, no excuses. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to lose like another ten pounds right now just to get where I want to be, and it's like the hardest fucking thing to do. All I want to mm. do is just stuff my face with McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and I I would say that's my only saving grace is like, it's kind of like a bad thing what's it called maladaptive where like I'll just get caught up in my work and I won't take lunch and I will just work and fucking fucking beach ball emails until like <laughs> 2 PM. And then I'm like, all right, now maybe I'll like go do like a workout and then eat, you know? And sometimes mm -hmm. I wait too long and I'm like, I'm so fucking lightheaded. There's no way I can do a workout. That's going to be dangerous at this point. Like, you know, like, and I basically fasted my way out of doing the workout. So it's like, all right, I'm keeping my weight in check, but really nothing else is going to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, obviously, you know, you gotta, you gotta replenish all those like good things that food have. And like fasting a lot is obviously a great way to get rid of shit really easy. But then obviously your muscle mass starts going down because you have enough protein and like mm. you feel lightheaded like and you can't do anything like it's it's crazy i don't know how people eat like like those crazy diets of like a thousand or 1200 calories a day like they must feel so shitty every day like just eating fucking nothing yeah that's a little extreme <laughs> yeah i mean it was, it's no, like, that's what people talk about all the time like oh yeah i'm only eating 1200 calories and i'm like that's that's a mcdonald's milkshake like yeah. that's one fucking thing like how can you survive off that My i don't have that, that ability <laughs> Yeah, I, my favorite thing about fasting is like when it becomes time to eat, I'm like, give me all the fucking food. This is my feeding window. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it is nice to like when you like I was doing like 12 to 8 for a little bit. And like as soon as 12 o'clock would hit, I'm just like, wow, like give me everything. Yeah. But then yeah. obviously I would I would take it too far and I would go a little crazy and it would just negate the fasting. <laughs> right. But, I mean it's all a work in progress that shit. And like, like you said, it's different for everybody. So trying to find that like proper balance of fasting and eating and diet and all that shit is it's, it's a pain in the ass and it gets harder every year. There's so you know, much work. How old are you now? I'm 34. 34. Right. 
So I'm definitely, I'm definitely feeling it. Like I used to be able to eat whatever the fuck I wanted for just literally years. Like I remember there was times when I was living like with homies at like DMX houses and shit. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't cook a meal for myself for like two years in a row, <laughs> which is fucking terrible. But like yeah. you would just eat crap. And I like didn't, I never thought about my weight, but like 30 hit and I was like, this got changed. Yeah. It's like the joints getting, getting achy. Like that was like my first sign. I was like, Oh no. Like it really feels like rust. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's the worst fucking feeling. But, uh, Speaking of good feelings, is it okay if I pull up your uh, your 2021 edit? Yeah, yeah, sure. If you wanna you wanna watch her. Yeah, if you wanted to, if you wanna fill me in on any any kind of cool details. Yeah, hell yeah! Shout out Joel for this because he's the man. Shout out to Joel. You got it. okay. I'm like I'm looking at it both directions, so I'm like. <laughs> probably tripping you out hard right now. I always look at this one, but I'm like that doesn't doesn't it doesn't record well that way. It's better if I look at this at this version. <clears throat> Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. This one was fun as hell. Did you get to pick the music? Uh, yeah, guys. Joel was super nice about that. Like, I picked both songs, and I even had him redo the second part because I picked the wrong song, so... It up. Oh, nice. This spot is sick. To the right of that, there's like all these crazy coping ledges and stuff. It's wild. You have... Okay. Your, le- are your left foot forward and you spin to the left? Depends. Oh, okay. Certain, I'm like hella goofy footed, so certain tricks I'll have to go to the left, certain tricks I'll have to go to the right. It kind of just depends on the trick. Because I did notice you are an Ice One pimp. <laughs> That's one of the tricks that I got really lucky, and it's not opposite one. Like So Ice One is regular for me all the way around, mm-hmm. so it works really well. But <laughs> I, uh, I try and tell my friends sometimes, like, I'm traditional footed, but I'm secretly like closet goofy footed. Like, cause it always feels easier to turn towards your front foot. Yeah, it, it is. I find it way easier. Like any grind to one is regular for me. It feels so good. I wanted to ask you about this clip. Cause it looks like a peg got sheared off or something right here. Oh, <laughs> I was using a really cool sleeve. Um, I don't know why. I just wanted to get the last little bit out of it, and as soon as I move off. Fucking steezy. That's so funny. I didn't even know that happened until, like, I saw the clip. <laughs> That's a sick spot, too. There's, like, a cool little skate park to the right of that. Yeah, like, right there. Wow. That was supposed to be something else, but I got I got robbed on that spot like three different days. I think it was brutal. You know, fucking rail rides are okay. There doesn't really need to be any more tricks involved if you don't want. <laughs> well, that's why I use it. But like, I went there. This is gonna sound buttermilky, but I went there to do bump pegs, tires, whip, and I just, oh fuck, I couldn't get the fucking whip because 
the the uprights of that rail like if you go to the rail now it just fucking wiggles because the uprights oh. are completely out and like we tried to we tried to quick read it we tried to like brace it by hammering shit in and like it i've never tried a peg to tires on a wobbly rail before but it was the hardest fucking thing i've ever oh, tried wow. <laughs> so that was probably as sturdy as that rail ever was right there <laughs> Elephant fucked that rail up for sure. Oh really? This is a cool spot too. There's a lot of there. Big well. Damn, them hard ones look look pretty easy. <laughs> again, I I have to do that trick switch, which is really annoying because again it's natural. So like reg pegs reg hard is is hard it's like switch one and it's a hard spin so like reg pegs hard is like next to impossible for me but if i do switch pegs hard it's natural and it feels a lot better wow huh. that's the only reason i ever predator stuff using it to your advantage though dude you know <laughs> yeah it works out sometimes for sure no i'm not i'm not saying i'm not i'm i'm not saying this this clip could be any better but after watching this a couple times, it almost looks like you could get to that handrail, but I'm sure that's terribly scary. Oh man, it's like the the cardio to get in, like the gap on this wall is like it's too long for how small the bank is. So like I was oh. pedaling from like the end of the parking lot, and I was pulling my ass off on that wall, and like I pretty much like I pretty much hung up, but like I hit like a weird divot right beside the rail. But yeah, getting that extra two or three feet to get on the rail, like it, it would also I would have broken the rail out for sure. Oh wow. Done gotcha. that a couple times. <laughs> That's just some big dick shit right there, man. That's some crazy Say that again, I'm sorry. That, that spot um, with the pegs over that I just did, like yeah. if you go around the corner, there is a parking lot with perfect fucking bank walls everywhere. And then beside one of the walls is a perfect bank to Jersey sub. Like it's it's a fucking skate park. And we just like rolled around the corner and found this. But yeah, that spot wow. is a gold mine. Not scared. <laughs> this is why my knees hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. This is why your knees hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this shit. I don't do this shit much. <laughs> it sucks because like that doesn't hurt. Like whenever you do it right, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> whenever what? Like whenever you do shit like that right, like it doesn't. Like you don't feel it. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. feels normal. But like whenever you look back on, you're like, oh, I definitely did some damage on that. Like it's just a tall drop to land on for a two hundred pound guy. Like I know my knees were not happy. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, Joel. Uh, Joel really killed it on that one. That's like yeah. I. I'm pretty sure that's my favorite edit I've, I've filmed so far, just because, like, I love the music, I love the way it's edited, 
um, I love how everything kind of goes together. So like he did an amazing job on that. And I, I really appreciate it for sure. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. It's I've, I've kind of, uh, also, um, I wanted to ask you about being pro. Is it like, how long have you been pro? You were said you were on pro on McNeil as well. Yeah. I mean, technically I was, I wasn't like pro pro. Like I wasn't getting a paycheck from McNeil, which is mm. one of the reasons like quick. Cause some people were, some people weren't. So it was just like a weird politics thing, but, um, like going pro for merit, like I mentioned has been like, obviously a childhood dream come true. Like I've always wanted to ride for a pro or like ride pro for, especially an American company. Um, so that was really cool. But at the same time, I'm really frustrated because I haven't been able to kind of a give back to merit in terms of content and, and just stuff mm-hmm. for them to like, you know, showcase. And like, it's just frustrating being put on a pro team and then just having nothing for a year. You know what I mean? Like I feel super self-conscious about, about like talking about it and like about people being like, Oh, like, why are you on there? Like, what did you do kind of thing? And I'm like, I know it's just bad timing, but like, yeah, it's long story short. Like I'm, I'm super grateful for merit for putting me on and like, I couldn't be happier and I just can't wait to kind of get back to the point where I can really like start representing them the way I want to. So, um, like I know me and Joel are going to film something else for them. Um, as soon as I'm back rolling and then we'll kind of go to Jersey and keep filming there so I can kind of say thanks and give them something a little bit, um, nicer than like some Insta clips or something. Right on. That makes sense. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's sick though. I mean, like it's, you know, it's every, every kid's like dream to kind of just be on, be on one of those teams. So I'm just like, I'm still kind of in shock about it. I'm like, are you sure? Like me? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's sick. I'm still shout out Mike and. Uh, Mike and Sean for sure. Hell yeah! And uh, so what's uh, I guess that's that's the that's the move next is to heal up and get to Jersey and and dial in some new content. Yeah, hell yeah! Like I'm I'm itching to to film some new stuff for sure. Like my mind's just been going all like the whole time I've been off. Like I want to go get a bunch of stuff done. I'm just like obviously it's a little bit like, I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to get to that point, but mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And I'll just kind of film what I can, when I can, until I'm back to the point where I'm like, all right, let's go. But yeah, it's, I'm hoping like May, like late May, early June, I can start like banging shit out again properly. So. Right on. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me. Is there anything that uh, we didn't cover that we should? Uh, no, it's pretty. I I talked a lot, so I'm sure it was pretty comprehensive. <laughs> cool. Hell yeah. Well, um, I'll let you get back to it. Have a good rest of your day, and I'll I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, is there any shout outs or anything like that? I don't want to cut you off or anything. No, no, no. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, definitely shout out Merritt, Kink, Vans Canada, uh, my wife for being my caretaker for the past like six months. Shout out to the wife. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. She's holding me down. Um. Yeah, like family, friends, you know, the regulars. <laughs> Do you have any advice you you can give to other 30-something bike riders for, like, wellness and shit like that? Yeah. Don't – first of all, don't act your age. <laughs> act how you feel, and I feel like I'm fucking 20. Aside from the joint shit, like, I feel like I'm still the same dude I was when I was 20, like, mind frame-wise. Mm. So, like, you know, just don't 
like we were talking about, you get to that certain age where you're like, ah, I kind of like feel weird telling people I ride BMX. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It's yeah. like, fuck that. Who cares? Like you love it. You, if you want to keep doing it, then there's a way to keep doing it and it will keep you young. Like yeah. I'm convinced that riding BMX for as long as I have has kept me young. Like if you ever see, like you ever randomly run into dudes from your high school and you're like, wow, you're like, just fucking an old man now you got like three kids and you're like overweight and pissed off and just like a grumpy dude <laughs> and i'm yeah. like oh i still get to ride my kids bike like i fucking love it hell <laughs> so, yeah exactly yeah i think that's the biggest one is just like you know if you want it just don't give up work hard and don't think that you're too old for it fuck that <laughs> ride so you can't hell yeah that's a good way to end it man thank you for being on right. and i appreciate it and uh i'll talk to you again soon Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. All right, man. Later. See you.